15% off all Lost Creek boats. Save $75 on the Temple Fork Outfitters NXT Black Label Fly Fishing Combo. 20 to 25% off Lost Creek waders and Rustic Ridge tents. Make your list in the Country Bounty Flyer and then make your way to Sportsman's Warehouse. Guaranteed best prices or they'll beat it. Open seven days a week in Sheridan. If you're seeing green outside, you'll be saving green inside. The Shipton's Big R Spring Flyer. We are your poultry headquarters. And right now, you can take $1 off big bags of chicken stuff, including layer pellets and crumbles, chick starter, cracked corn and whole corn, even egg layer. We've got you covered from pullets to pellets with a Camp Chef pellet grill with Wi-Fi for only $4.19.99. And don't forget the pellets, folks. Here's a special purchase from Noble Outfitters, a three-pack of work gloves, goatskin, buffalo, and cowhide, just $19.99. Men's and women's Carhartt K87 t-shirts are 25% off, plus 20% off Carhartt footwear. Get a 14-foot trampoline for only $249.99, and oh, so much more. Our 16-page flyer is in your mailbox, and it's available at our stores. Green Spring Savings going on right now at Shipton's Big R. On Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. Have you been thinking about getting a pet? This is Mandy Coltesco with Century 21 BHJ inviting you to take the Which Shelter Pet Should You Adopt quiz. The answer you get will feature an animal that's currently up for adoption at the dog and cat shelter. Take the quiz now and you'll be entered for a chance to win $200 in chamber bucks. Which shelter pet should you adopt? Take the quiz at SheridanMedia.com. Presented by Mandy Koltiska at Century 21 BHJ Realty. Rep Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan and the surrounding area since 2010. Being fully licensed, bonded, and insured, you can rely on them to handle all your plumbing and heating. New construction, remodels, or repairs to existing systems, Rep Plumbing and Heating can do it all. And they come highly recommended. Here's what some of their customers have to say. Very professional, friendly, and fast. Wrap Plumbing and Heating did a great job within our budget. We appreciated their fast callback time, and they left no mess behind. Thank you, Wrap Plumbing and Heating, for your service, and I want to say that we're proud to recommend you to others. This is Dan Rapp of Wrap Plumbing and Heating. My crew and I work hard to exceed your expectations on all your plumbing needs. We pride ourselves on top quality workmanship and thank all of our customers for their recommendations. I like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Call today to schedule an appointment, 752-1844. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We are your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 
Now I want to welcome uh, Trevor Jackson and both Steve. Yeah, Sisson. we got back the, to the seats. We got the band back, back together again. We got the band back together. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, it's great having everybody, you know, step up and step in. We get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Palmer being over there in uh, Buffalo, get to hear about the, the goings-on of our neighbor. Right. <laughs> now, uh, let's go right to the poll question. What, I was a little surprised at the results of this one. What I, do we got, Steve? I don't think I was surprised. You uh, don't think so? No. Uh, do you agree with the Biden administration's decision to release one million barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? And uh, the results, 67% said no, they do not agree with that, 38% saying yes, and uh, 3% undecided. Now, if you, if you voted no on that, I'm curious as to, to, as to why. And I'm curious as to why. Is if you said yes, I completely agree with it. Go ahead and give us a ring. When it comes to oil prices here in our state of Wyoming, according to AAA, the current average right now, and now I've got regular mid-grade Premium and diesel. Okay. All right. So current average within the state of Wyoming, state of Wyoming only, regular four dollars and one cent mm-hmm. per gallon. Mm-hmm. Mid grade four dollars and thirty three cents. Premium four dollars and fifty seven cents a gallon. Yeah. A gallon, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Here's yep. here's one for you. The truckers are feeling the pinch even harder. How much is diesel? How oh. much would you think oh, diesel man. is right now, on average, within our state? Five twenty. Ooh, Trey, you were close, close, brother. Five dollars and four cents. Wow. Do you wonder why your stuff costs more? There you go. There you go. The price of freight hauling went way up. <laughs> yeah. Way up. Now, now, what about a month ago? Okay, so let's look at just one month. Three dollars and eighty-three cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. For regular, four dollars and two cents for mid grade, four dollars and twenty eight cents for premium, and diesel four dollars and forty cents. Now, that might not be that much, really looking at it. So let's take a look at a year ago. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's when you're going to see the difference. Yeah. A year ago, <laughs> for a gallon of regular gas, two dollars and ninety one cents. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mid grade, three dollars and twelve cents. Premium. $3.37, and diesel, $3.21. And that was up from uh, a dollar something before it was, that. It was. Yeah. Now, uh, the highest period, uh, or the highest recorded price uh, right now, regular, unleaded, $4.12, and that was recorded uh, on the 29th of March, which is odd. Mm. That's the highest one so far. So far. So yeah. far. Diesel is... It's reco- it's a, it's at its highest right okay. now five dollars and four cents and that was recorded just yesterday, mm. so yeah, man I'm I'm feeling the pinch I drive to work uh, every morning oh yeah, um it's yeah it's real yeah when now, it, when it used to cost you about twenty bucks to fill up and now it's getting close to a hundred yeah that's a significant difference you know and I I just I don't. I don't know how those uh, guys with the bigger trucks are driving around town. I would park that thing and just leave it. Get a bike. Right? <laughs> that's just got to be. That's yeah. got to hurt. That's got to be well over one Benjamin to fill oh, that. Way yeah. over. Oh, I saw, yeah. I saw one. This is before it really spiked and went up. I mean, before it really shot up there. 130 some dollars. Jeez mm. Louise. <laughs> yeah, for one shot. I don't even know if that was a full tank. I don't know. Now, Steve, you're 
pretty much on the forefront of electronic vehicles. Like you, okay, you yeah. keep up with that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, I've been I've been watching it closely. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go and say that you're an expert because you're not, but no. it, like you keep an eye on it uh-huh. a little bit closer than mm-hmm. I do. So where are we at as far as electric vehicles and progression within that technology? I mean, I trust your technical know-how. Mm-hmm. And and if I looked at you and said and asked, is this achievable within a decade? Is what achievable? Electric vehicles for everyone no. driving across the United States. Not for everyone, no. I think it's going to take us 15, 20 years to get half the vehicles on the road electrified. And that's barring any uh, unusual circumstances. I don't know how much lithium mining can be accomplished in that amount of time. That's the big thing right now is just making the batteries. Okay. So, um, but that technology is changing rapidly. I mean, battery technology is really changing. So, you know, 10 years from now, it's probably going to be significantly different. But right now, with the technology we have right now, I think it would take us a good 20 years to get half the vehicles. Did you see the, the Cowboy State Daily News story today about how many no. electric cars there are in the state of Wyoming? No, like, three, they, four? They had, no, they haven't broken down by county. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? So, I see a number of Teslas um, almost every day. Most, wow. of them, uh, most of them are in Teton County. Yeah. Um, They're expensive. Man. There's not that. You, I was, and so if you think about how many vehicles, over the road type of vehicles, mm-hmm. are, that exist yeah. today in the state of Wyoming, how many cars people have? Like in general? Yeah. Just good old Just, cars. Oh yeah, man. Or I, pickups. Uh, anything that we drive. What, what do we have? Driving, our, okay? our population no. somewhere around 580. Yeah. You know, somewhere so, around there. So there's more cars than people. You know, because a lot of people have more than one vehicle. Right. You know, families work have, cars. Exactly. And, yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah. So. How quickly do you think you could get all those to be electric, just in the state of Wyoming? No. Oh, my goodness. It's 20 years no, no, yeah. If someone, if some idiot says, oh, we can do it in a decade, no. no. Not going to happen. No. 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 Plus, they're, so, they're, they're very expensive. Yes. And, and that's, that's my thing. It's the cost. And mm-hmm. it's not just the cost to the American family going down, having to buy this new electric vehicle. It's the industry mm-hmm. around us. It's... You know, yeah, think about it. Heavy equipment. Think about all your recreational vehicles. Yeah. Buses, trucks. Yeah. I mean, everything on the road, eventually. So you're going to replace every combustible engine there is? I don't think right? that will ever happen. You don't think no. so? No. You don't think it'll ever happen? I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't think that we'll ever see electric airplanes. No. I just don't think uh, yeah, that's you're, you're it. That get, unrealistic. You're never going to get the energy density down where the weight is going to be practical for that. And in the same way, I think uh, electric, you know, like right now there's semi-trucks. Um, that's all about weight. And you take the weight of batteries compared to the weight of diesel fuel, it's not even comparable. So, I mean, things would have to really just have a quantum shift in technology for that to be practical. Well, how heavy would a, uh, a semi-tractor trailer rig be if it was electric with a full load with the batteries that it has to have? So you figure... So how, you're going to tear all your roads up, yep. of course, with the, with the heavy weight. So yeah. there's, you know, you just, you know, to just throw stuff out there and go, oh, yeah, we'll just make everything electric. Yeah. There's a lot more it's not the answer to everything. It. Yeah. I think you know, it does make sense for a lot of people, like we've talked about before, just commuting to and from In work. In town. Yeah. 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 Your daily driver, your grocery getter, that could be electric right now. An uh, urban environment like cities. Yeah, and you don't need 400 miles of range for those vehicles. I mean, 200 is plenty yeah. for, that kind of, for that kind of vehicle. Keep another one for your long road trips that's a gas vehicle. It's more practical. Um, but, yeah, if, you're, if you have a two-vehicle household and you're driving to and from work, and that's pretty much all you're doing, an electric vehicle makes perfect sense for that. And you know what's really hard, uh, and uh, I will admit I haven't, like, dived deep into this research, but it's it's really hard to try and get an honest evaluation of how much fossil fuel is left 
Okay. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anyone knows. Yeah, I mean, really how has. can we know? Yeah. I mean, you've got estimates, but those are all over the place. And so you have to ask yourself, because eventually it will run out. And I'm, I'm not trying to start a doomsayer. <laughs> but you are. But, <laughs> but, what I, but you understand what I'm saying. Eventually, <laughs> it's going to wear out. We've got to have something in the wings well, our society, to replace you know, it. This, this is like the poll question. One million barrels of oil a day. A day. Okay. How many do we that's use? That's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. That's not even, that's a, a minute mm-hmm. part of a drop in a gigantic bucket. That's nothing. That yeah. is literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you look at global use. I mean, my goodness. We've all seen video and photos of what some of the streets look like in some of these other countries that don't have any kind of regulation. And I could tell you right now, in Iraq, it, it was a wild west, baby. Uh, uh, those guys built gates and fences and, and walls to protect their fuel because people steal it. Mm-hmm. They just drive up in the middle of the night, fuel up, and take off. Who's to stop me from doing that in uh-huh. Iraq? At the time, when I was there, which was a while ago, yeah. but when I was there, nobody. There's nobody out there to help you, especially if uh, they paid off the local police force, <laughs> which, I hate to say it, that was a common occurrence. <laughs> I mean, it was Wild West, and those guys had to defend their gas stations the same way that we would defend a fort during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, our, our civilization is heavily reliant on petroleum. Oh, completely. I mean, if, we, if that went away, we would be back in the Stone Age. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, it's, and transportation is only a small piece of that. I mean, you just look around any room, like the room we're in right now, how much plastic is in here and how much other petroleum-derived products. Uh, it would be... A huge change in the way we live. Uh, I think it's it's electric vehicles are not the answer, but if we can stop burning petroleum just to get us from point A to point B, I think that's a step in the right direction. Right. And for me, it's I, I keep it in the back of my mind that this stuff isn't going to last forever. So we need realistic problem solving here. Okay, this isn't going to be we're going to do this overnight, guys. We're going to spend all this crazy money. And all of a sudden, tomorrow, we're going to wake up and it's going to be a brand new world. That's yeah. not the way we're going to do this. Yeah, because you're yeah. right. I mean, how many barrels of oil go into each tire? <laughs> and now, if I remember correctly, it's somewhere between four and seven. Hmm. Okay? And I know that's a very wide number, but I, my fours and my sevens. And I'm drawing from a, 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 a memory here that's not exactly perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so... But there, imagine that. How, how many tires do you see on the road mm-hmm. for every car? Yeah, you got five. There's, there's at least five. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> and, and, and how many times are those being replaced? Yeah. It, well, is, it is an unrealistic thought to just hang up all of this and suddenly start again. Well, the problem is we have this all-or-nothing mentality. It's like if this yeah. isn't the solution yeah. for everything, then it's not worth anything. But you can take a step in the right direction, and I think EVs are a step in the right direction. It's not the answer for everybody, but if we can get even half of the people converted to it in the next 20 years, it's going to be a plus. And how many individuals are feeding their families out of the petroleum industry? Mm -hmm. Oil, gas, natural minerals. I mean, how many individuals are feeding families through that? Yeah. You have to really think about what are you taking away from us? Mm -hmm. And the whole world's got to be on board with us, though. That's the problem I have. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. He's got a big problem with it. Exhaust fumes. That's not the only problem you have. That was exhaust fumes, sorry. For my combustible engine. The big um, diesel generator behind him. Extremism. Look, if, if, okay, let's say, you know, everybody else, all, every other country in the world has to do it too. Because what's yeah. the point? Yeah. yeah. We just killed ourselves 
and they're just you know burning oil and gas, doing and whatever yeah, they want, and doing yeah. whatever they want. Yeah. And I think well, we're not going to save those, the planet by going Yeah, and, and a lot of those happen. countries don't like us anyway. Right. <laughs> so they're, you know, we, they're just going to give us the finger and go, go electric, yep. and we're going to keep going. Exactly. You know, so exactly. So there's a lot of ways to look at it, but now America, uh, the United States, has been a leader in in technological progression in this world, uh, and so I think I think it is it's our responsibility to research this stuff. But it's also our responsibility to do it realistically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I often talk about how extremism does not pay off anywhere. I've never seen it benefit anyone. And if you're, you know, one of these green world extremists, I get it. I get your message. I heard you. Mm-hmm. But we have to do this right. We can't just suddenly uproot our entire way of life. Right. And... Because we were technological, you know, uh, advancing the world technologically around us, everyone kind of followed suit. Plastics are everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, cars are everywhere. The assembly line is every. I mean, it's 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 all over the world. It has to be introduced in a very small portions at a time. We can't eat a whale. In a bite. Yeah, well, it can't be too disruptive. That's the thing. And, uh, yeah, you, you can, like I said, take steps in that direction. It's not going to be this, you know, overnight we're going to change the world. But you can take a step here and a step there yeah. and make a little bit of a difference, and those things add up. Absolutely. A uh, little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. So, according to an article in Vestopedia, is that how you say that? Investopedia. That's how you said it. It's, <laughs> this is, it's an actually, it's, it's a very dependable site. Um, they wrote an article about uh, who. What are some key points about oil pricing? What, who who sets this? Who's deciding that we're all going to pay this tomorrow? Does it say Joe Biden in there? It does not actually. Uh, some key takeaways: crude oil prices can fluctuate widely and rapidly, ranging from negative territory in 2020, like mm-hmm. you and I were discussing before the show, mm-hmm. uh, to more than ninety dollars a barrel uh, less than two years later. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got family who has investments in oil, and uh, what was it? I want to say it was sometime during the Iraq war. Um, it was over $100 a barrel. Yeah. And and that portion of my family was like, hey, we're doing good. <laughs> you know, they're doing, <laughs> yeah. doing very well. <laughs> right. But then, boy, it bottomed out. Mm-hmm. It bottomed out because that's the market. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. And when it bottomed out, I can remember their reaction, too. And it was much more quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, crude oil prices react to many variables, including supply and demand, prospects, and the perceived risk of market disruptions. Yes. Now, that's, that's something I think a lot of people who enter into, you know, trade and the stock market, uh, there's a lot of predictions. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in this stuff. And and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, and so prices fluctuate. Economic growth can actually drive up the demand for crude oil. We all know that because, you know, we're usually when the economy grows, we're building stuff. So our, our construction companies are going back to work. Our, our delivery drivers are, are constantly on the road. Mm-hmm. And well, that drives up prices because the demand has risen. Mm-hmm. Um, OPEC. Everyone uh, oh, yeah. has heard OPEC. Oh, yeah. 
It's an international alliance of crude oil exporters that negotiates export quotas for members in an attempt to influence the global supply of oil. One reason crude oil prices can be volatile is that supply and demand are relatively inelastic. So uh, they're slow to respond to, mm-hmm. to pricing signals. So, and, and we say that now. But, boy, it feels like the prices just <laughs> shot up overnight, right? Well, it seems to me like they always tend to go up faster than they come down. Right. <laughs> uh, 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 that's, welcome to America. <laughs> right? Now, uh, yeah. But, they, but because of that, they, it requires bigger price moves to bring the market into balance. So it's a lot of fluctuation there. Now, now according to the White House... White House, of course, has got this big plan that you can jump on their website and you can read all the way through it. But uh, at the start of the year, gas was about 3.30 a gallon. Uh, they said yesterday that today it's over $4.20. And now a significant amount of Russian oil is no longer coming into the market, mm-hmm. which is why Biden decided, you know what, I want to turn the spigot back on. And this is something that I did speak about. Uh, I wanted him to do. Uh, desperately, because and a, a lot of uh, Republicans and Democrats came together on this one and said, "Look, man, y- you turned off one spigot. You got to turn off right. another, on another one." Yeah, you're just compounding the problem. That's otherwise. all you're doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Th- hey, thanks for the support of Ukraine and against <laughs> Russia, but at the same time, America's still got to get by, mm-hmm. and I got to get by without paying close to five dollars a gallon at the pump. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, the fact that there is nothing standing in the way of domestic oil production, and again, this is from the White House, the United States is already approaching record levels of oil and natural gas production because some companies have stepped up and said, you know what, it's time to go back to work. The demand is there. The Mm -hmm. pricing is there. Let's get going. Yeah. And that I completely agree with. Mm -hmm. Look at all the economic benefits of, of doing it. And again, we've already covered the ground of we're not going to just suddenly wake up tomorrow to an electric world. <laughs> right. That's not... <laughs> yeah. Again, we support it. We're all for it. We're for the research, but it's got to be done realistically. And part of that realistic approach, get these guys back out there. Get them back to work. Let's mm-hmm. let's start benefiting from this, you know, and, and help American families at least afford food to put on the table. All right, still, White House says too many companies are not doing their part and choosing to make extraordinary profits and without making additional investments to help with supply. White House says that one CEO even acknowledged that even if the prices go up to $200 a barrel, they're not going to step up production. Now, the White House does not cite who that individual was, Hmm. maybe because... I wouldn't go to that gas station. <laughs> I wouldn't. Number one, number one, you're not putting my friends back to work. Right. Number two, you're price, gou- price gouging me, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- you know, th- I think you would be ignorant to think that there's none of that going on. Right, uh, yes, you would. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, though, if the prices are high like that and you can produce more of it while the prices are high, then you're going to make more money. Exactly. So just keeping the supply low only helps you so much. And and it will eventually. I mean, that's the thing is that eventually it will 
flood the market. And not flood the market, but it'll drive the price down because the demand isn't going to be that Right, high. yeah. There's going to be a point somewhere, I don't know where it is, where people are going to start really making lifestyle changes and not buy so much gasoline. I don't know what that point is. It's probably different for everybody. But at some point, you're going to say, I just can't keep spending this kind of money on gas. I'm the travel put- industry will just get murdered. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because people are just going to flat say, you know what? I'm not going. Not going. Mm-hmm. We can't afford that, it uh, this year, buddy. Airline prices are going to go, are, have got to be insane now, too, and yeah. it's only going to get worse. Yeah. yeah. So... And, uh, you know, industries across the United mm-hmm. States are going to... Think about our farmers right now. Think about the prices that our farmers are paying, our ranchers. Mm-hmm. You know, think about what the price of hay is going to do when, because we're in the middle of a drought here, uh, it, it, first off, that's going to make it more expensive. Second, well, the price of fuel mm-hmm. is absolutely astronomical. So just to ship that hay to me is going to cost me more than it ever has uh, yeah, your profits are gone for the year. You know, getting uh, animals to market. Ugh. You know everything. Yeah. You know really everything. It, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything gets added to it. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, like Steve said, our entire lives revolve. Food prices are going mm-hmm. way up. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know? you can see it now. Mm-hmm. In in uh, when you look at your grocery receipt, and well, you're like, what? That's one reason why I think that this is a good decision to release some oil out of the reserves because. That's a quick fix. You can, right. do, you can, I mean, that's going to make a difference very quickly. Increasing drilling is going to take a while. There's not a whole lot of taps you can just turn on and oil is going to start flowing out of them. We're, we're talking, you know, year, two years to really see a significant impact in the supply if you start increasing production. Right. That, that stuff's going to take a while to ramp up. So this is something that you can do right now that's going to, you know, help ease that burden a bit until you can get the long-term fix, which is increasing domestic production. Well, it's just like they're going to re- oh, they wanted to be talking about re- reopening the Bakken, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're nobody there anymore. Yeah. They all left to get other jobs. So yeah. they're saying, well, okay, we can open it up again, but we don't have the equipment because we got rid of that, or it's rusty because it's been sitting out in the weather. All the uh, employees and workers are gone mm-hmm. because they left because they had to find work elsewhere. Yep. So it's not like tomorrow there's just not this... You know, like a leprechaun walks out there and just pulls the switch and the whole thing lights up again. Boy, that would be nice, it wouldn't would it? It would be, you know. <laughs> Wearing a little dinosaur on yeah, his shirt. Like. exactly. <laughs> well, I remember reading a report. It was dated, I think, 2013. And they were talking about the number of wells that were, you know, ready to go being the all-time low. And that was a while ago. I mean, that was almost 10 years ago. And we haven't been increasing production really since then. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's got to be very, very few wells that can start producing right now. You know, uh, on Public Pulse, we spoke to an individual who is uh, a professional at keeping up with oil and gas, uh, public land leasing. And there's a lot of land that's being leased by these companies and held on to. Exploration has been done. They may have discovered something there, but then they pack up Mm -hmm. and head out. Okay, we know it's there, and I'm going to lease this property. I'm going to keep that lease, but I'm not going to produce anything. So when the federal government came along, when the Biden administration suddenly said, that's it, no more, we're not going to sell any more of these leases, I could see where they were coming from as well. Uh, Because I I agreed with this individual who uh, basically said, that public land needs to go to somebody who's going to use it. Yeah. That public land, this lease needs to go to somebody who's actually going to put pipe in the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. And I agree 110% with that. Yeah. I do not, and, and I'm sure, you know, there's industry leaders out there who may be listening or people who are in the industry saying, Floyd, you don't understand what you're talking about. No, I'm giving you the common guy's perspective. And to the common guy, this is what I see. 
I see a lot of companies that are leasing land and getting upset that they can't lease more land, although they're not actually doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Step up production. Yep. Put my friends back to work. Get some oil in there. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, the, the green thing isn't going to happen overnight. <laughs> All right. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm not there to KROE. And 103.9 FM, Sheridan. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Finding her dream engagement ring just got easier. Legacy offers hundreds of styles in the store or explore their website for inspiration. Looking for a gorgeous and unique engagement ring? Legacy's in-house jewelers can bring your ideas to life with original craftsmanship and quality second to none. Legacy Diamond and Gem, downtown Sheridan, online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. It's the Country Bounty hopping down the Hidden Bunny Trail contest. All you have to do is find a health nut ad in next week's Country Bounty. Locate the Hidden Easter Bunny, then go to SheridanMedia.com and click on the Hidden Bunny banner. Choose the correct location of the bunny in the Health Nuts Bounty ad, and the winner will be randomly selected from the correct entries will win a $100 gift certificate from Frackleton's. So next week in the Country Bounty, hop on down the Health Nut Hidden Bunny Trail, and you may be the winner. What's up with the weather? Sunny one minute, blizzard the next. The new forecast now calls for big savings at Midas. Save up to 170 bucks with the installation of four select tires at Midas Tire and Auto, which happens to come with free brake inspection. If you happen to need brake service, you can save another 50 bucks. Whatever you need, Midas will keep you rolling safely this spring with a little more green in your pocket. Midas Tire and Auto, East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Congratulations to our Hoops Hysteria winners, Kellen Mintock, our overall bracket winner, Jeff One Year, the overall 16-team bracket winner, and Julie Dolan, the winner of the overall 14 bracket. Thanks to our sponsors and VIPs, Sheridan Motors Benton, Lane Braun Johnson, who also has bragging rights at the VIP winner, and Autumn Showtime Morris, who has the worst score, but will definitely be your all-star for your home mortgage with Homestar. And our prize sponsor, Kilpatrick Creations. Thanks for playing and see all of our contests and winners on the SheridanMedia.com contest page. Good morning and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, and we are joined by Tommy B. Now, uh, we're your open line guys. Give us a ring. 
674-4443. More 672-5763. Now, why has Tommy jumped in here uh, in the middle of the show? Because he has a great point. Folks, he was listening to the show, and he thought, you know what? I need to go in. I could call. I, I, <laughs> you could. I, I you could have called, could've could've called from just, the other studio. That's just being Nobody lazy. Nobody would know who I was. And, you know, I was like, oh, that guy. I know that voice. Uh, so, I mean, I think he makes some good points. But here's what's on my mind. I, I had a trade article just a couple of days ago. He was talking about the decade of change. And uh, what it amounts to, and, and in his regard, it had to do with cars. Actually, because before Henry Ford figured out the manufacturing process, cars were a luxury. There weren't a lot of them. In fact, in 1908, there was about 200,000 cars on the road. And when he figured out how to manufacture the Model T at a low price point that the common man could afford, he sold 15 million of them. Changed the world. Changed the world. And the thing, I mean, at that time, there were horses on the streets. There were buggies. You know, and, and, uh, and uh, it didn't. And there community were, trains. There wasn't pavement. Yeah, everybody was taking the bus or the train or a wagon. Yeah. You know, or riding the horse or walking. Bicycles were big. And all of that changed because of Henry Ford. And it, the point of this article was how we don't know what's going to change until it changes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Something yeah. comes up and bam, it changes everything. Yeah. And I think that's probably the point that we that we don't know about electric vehicles. Someone could be in a lab right now yeah. getting ready to make the, the next Henry Ford move. Well, there is a company that's working on battery technology. They retrofitted a Tesla Model S with their prototype battery and doubled the range in it. Wow. So uh, that, would, that would be a game changer. I got, your, I got your car numbers for Wyoming, Floyd. There are, at last count... 456 electric cars registered in Wyoming. 456? As a percentage of the entire, uh, how, what is that? Less than... A, a third of them are in Teton County. And then there are three counties, Bighorn, Crook, and Niobrara, that have no electric vehicles registered. Right now in Sheridan County, as I look at the number, it says there are 17 electric vehicles registered in Sheridan County. Mm-hmm. 17. Yeah. I see, Ten. like I said, I see Teslas almost, well, I mean, once a week at least. No, well, that yeah. might include hybrids, though, don't you think? No, it's, no. This is That's e-electric cars that pure, are registered. Wow. Pure this plug-ins. Is, this is from uh, CowboyStateDaily.com. And there are, let's see, um, as I said, Teton County has 161, which doesn't surprise us no, at all. No, not at all. Yeah. You know, with the, those, those people. <laughs> call first first, first those off, they've got people. the money to do it. Yeah. yeah those it's, people. And then there's over 100 uh, down in uh, uh, Laramie County, Cheyenne. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, like you, but you, you, you know, we're a rural state too. Yeah. So like, we don't have, you know, people. Look, we, you know, we're not ready. I'm not ready to plug my car in after 100, 200 miles. I'm ready. To, I get on the road and I go, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm know? that same way. Yeah, road I, trips. I, it's not really pra- you know, the infrastructure is not there. If I have to drive to a football game in Cheyenne this fall. I don't want to pull over and stop and plug the damn car in. Well, and you're going to be there Sit for there a couple hours, and too. And twiddle so. my thumbs. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. Not yep. going to happen. Yep. I wish, the one thing I do wish as a child, th- this would have happened. One of my favorite cartoons was The Jetsons. Oh, absolutely. I wish we'd gotten to that point already. <laughs> What what the what year was that in the Jetsons? Was that 1995? No, it was still in the future. No, it was still in the future. It was yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, was, was it was farther than that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. We've got a caller. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open lines. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, Mr. Tommy B does have a point there about what Ford was able to do, but we also have to remember 
a lot of those automobiles, while they did hit states away from the major urban areas, the, the cars did, people were still rolling around on a lot of dirt roads, and there weren't a lot of them until after World War II we started creating the interstate highway systems. Trucking came in and took over what used to be freighted by the railroads. So there is passage of time from innovative concept to ramping it up. And now, here we are, we're all rolling down the road on gasoline or diesel. We got the roads. And here is my question. Why did President Biden, by essentially executive fiat, close down gas and oil production? The country is runs, still runs, at this point in time, agriculture, vehicles on the roads, trucks. The country at this time still runs on gas and oil, and it's a big country. Why did he do this as though it could be done overnight? The diminished supply has created those in that business to either not be able to provide us with what we need or they are providing it at a higher cost. It was a snapback. This has created an economic depression in this country. This will only deepen if the economy doesn't fuel up. And, and that is my opinion. We're kind of at a crisis point here. I do not understand what, why. I don't know if Biden was clear. I haven't read it. But when he, by a stroke of a pen, said, Knox Nicks, no more. We're done. We're shutting it down. No more gas. No more fracking. No more, no more oil. It's over. It's, it's almost insane. <laughs> You just don't, it's like turning off a light bulb in a room. You just don't do it overnight. We're going in the right direction, I'm sure. The rest of the world, maybe not so much so, maybe certainly not Russia and the oil-producing states, okay. But to say we can accomplish overnight, I just don't understand. And I, I wish somebody who did understand what Biden was thinking when he did this could maybe call in. Thanks. Yeah, Bye. thank you, Vicky. Now, now I agree 110 percent on that. The what? Now I can only assume, you know, and we all know what that does. <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume. I live that. Life. It makes a radio show. <laughs> it makes a radio yeah. show. Yeah. I can only assume what the Biden uh, administration was actually thinking. I think they felt a lot of pressure from the left. Uh, even as a political party, they looked down into their crowds and they were like, "We got to do something." Mm -hmm. So they just went too far, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. that, you know, that slow progression that we're talking about, that would have been progressive. It would have been realistic. You can't just walk out, turn the tap off, no, and you, call it good. Yeah, shut so, down the pipeline. Yeah, but I think he felt a lot of pressure from the left to do that. Well, we're never going to do this if if you don't do something extreme. Right. Yeah. Or or you could just be, you know what, I'm the president, shut up. <laughs> exactly, right? This is how right? we're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean that's kind of simple, but, you know, look... look the reason he did it had to be because he only wanted to be the president for one term. <laughs> right. I mean, the quickest way to make sure you're not going to get reelected is do everything he's done for the last year and a half. Yeah. That will yeah. guarantee you have no <laughs> shot. Yep. You know, so start getting your storage unit ready because all your furniture's out, dude. And and again, it. it <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, but this the thing is it this affects every single human being in this country. Absolutely. There mm -hmm. is not one segment that isn't get hit by this. Absolutely. I agree 110% on that. And I, I think it was that pressure from the left and that extremism way of thinking that we need to get rid of. Okay? Mm -hmm. there's, there's two parties here, guys. Reach across the aisle. Work with each other. Stop, you know, 
making a decision that's going to result in the next extremist providing extremism blowback. This is a, a reoccurring thing. It's a cycle that we've gotten into that we need to break. It's brutal, isn't it? It I mean, is. It's, 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 it's terrible. It's the leaders, the, the party that gets the leadership, it's, they turn it into payback time. Exactly. It's like we're running the show, so we're just going to pound you over the head with this hammer and hammer on you as hard as we can. And then when the other group comes in because everybody's pissed. Now I'm going to eliminate you, everything that that guy did. Or they're just going to say, you know what? We're in power now. Payback time. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to make, you know, so th- there's your cycle. It's yep. just insane. And the people that are stuck in the middle are the everyday people that live in our country. And as these extremists battle it out, so, okay, the American hundreds. family is paying for it in just about every way possible. I've always thought this that there's 100 senators and 435 representatives, 535 people in our whole country. And I'm not going to say they're all, but they've really screwed this up. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know how many, you know, bureaucrats you have running around the White House in the hallways whispering and stuff. But look, think of that. There's 535 people that have been elected. And it's, they've made it a nightmare. For years now. Yeah, it's for a years. Night- and there's f- only 535 of them, and they can't figure it out. It's the idea of, of one extremism going after another one over and over and over again because they think this is what's going to win me the vote. Mm-hmm. If if I go overboard, they'll know I'm a Democrat. If I go overboard, they'll know I'm a Republican, and I I toe the line. Stop it. <laughs> Benefit the American people instead of each other. Could a moderate get elected right now? I don't know if they could, if you want my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, we've got another caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Yeah, i just like to, after Vicky's call, i just like to amen what she said, and I think the... You've mentioned that uh, yeah, Biden caved to the. Fu- we, we, I think we, it's time for people to just stand up and tell the truth on this. Uh, these extremists, uh, your word, have taken over the Democrat Party, lock, stock, and barrel. You watch those hearings that happened. I think yesterday I was watching a little bit of it. Watch the questions of the uh democrat congressman that they were asking the oil representatives oil and gas companies it was stuff uh, well one guy just insisted on a yes no answer uh have you stopped beating your spouse yet and the guy started answering he said it's a yes or no question okay answer it either way and yeah you know what you get um but this whole aoc mob and the squad and all that john Kerry, who's i guess biden's climate czar so to speak came out with a statement fairly early on in the Biden administration. He said, after they passed this net zero stuff, he said, well, net zero is a good beginning, but we can't stop until we extract every bit of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Now, stop and just think about that for a second. Uh, and go back to your eighth grade science class where you learned about photosynthesis and all the rest. These people have not jumped the shark. They have jumped the whale. And whenever an administration like this tells you, oh, we're, we're going to fix something, well, they're going to fix something they caused, ask them how they're going to fix the border. And you guys used to poo-poo what I was saying about the flights around the country. Watch now. When that Title 42 goes away, which is supposed to do next month, even the DS, Department of Homeland Security officials are predicting, ready for this, 500,000 crossers a month. So whether it's oil and gas, and Vicky's absolutely right, this guy killed it on day one. 
and now they're trying to say, well, it's Putin's fault that we have inflation. Uh, no, look at the numbers. So just a little bit of old guy advice. Beware when the federal government's going to solve a problem for you. Thanks. Thank you. We've got another caller. We're going to head right into it. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, definitely be aware, be, uh, aware of uh, the government coming to, to rescue. Um, doesn't seem to be working out just about anywhere. Um, yeah, at a flip of a switch, the price has changed. And at a flip of a switch, we could end the genocide that's going on in Yemen right now. Uh, Saudis just uh, set a record for the most beheadings in one day, but that's on another tangent. Uh, for this limits to growth model that keeps coming up generation after generation, um, it's all Malthus, um, Malthusian thinking and uh that model has been destroyed uh that end up we end up creating more of whether it be copper wheat aluminum as we go because we are the ultimate resource our minds to find ways to generate more um check out uh, uh julian simon's the ultimate resource. Um, it's a, uh, it's kind of one of those things when you listen to it, it becomes the new, well, that makes sense sort of thing. All right. Thank you for the call. We got one more caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Biden, Biden wants us to own electric cars because he owns 10% of a cobalt mine in Africa. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I didn't know anything about that. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric, and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all your financial basis and making informed decisions. Contact us today at Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Good morning, and welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting, and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson and Trevor Jackson. We're your open line guys. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. Now, uh, as uh, one caller had specified before, per CBS News, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said Wednesday his state's taking unprecedented actions. 
to address an anticipated surge of migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border, including sending charter buses of migrants to Washington, D.C. And he even came forward to say, stop number one, U.S. Capitol. <laughs> right. Welcome to the United States. Uh, I have to say, folks, on the surface, this looks like a good idea to me. All right, let's go to a caller. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Lines. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I agree with Becky, as usual. She kind of stole my thunder, actually, because I was going to say about the same thing. <laughs> but uh, his first day of office, Biden signed 17 bills. And I have yet to been able to find out what they were. That's a big secret. But I do know he shut down oil drilling in Alaska, especially Amwar, shut down the XL pipeline. Uh, anyway, he started importing oil from Russia, of all places. And he's trying to buy oil from the communist leader of Venezuela and other places. And anyway, I, if I remember right, when Trump was president in Sheridan, I paid $1.89 for gasoline. Now it's about 4 bucks. Of course, that's supposed to be all Putin's fault. But, and I'm no fan of Putin, don't get me wrong there. But I think the Democrats are trying to push us. Biden's just a puppet anyway for the left. Everybody knows that. So I think the Democrat Party is trying to push everybody into driving electric cars, which I'm not completely against if it's possible, if they go into it gradually. But my question is, where's the juice going to come from? The wackos won't let anybody build any more dams to make electricity. And these big wind generators, uh, I'm not sure they're feasible. They wear out, and and I understand that when they wear out, they bury the things because they can't be recycled. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I hate to cut you off, my friend, but we've run out of time, and I agree with him. Mm -hmm. You know, even those electric cars have got to get a power supply from somewhere. And where is that going to come from? All right, this has been the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Holders knows tax time can be stressful, so we'd like to help you relax by making your shopping easy. Now through April 16th, the price you see is the price you pay. We'll include sales tax on every item, even marked down furniture. Choose any recliner, any dining set, a sofa or sectional, and don't pay a penny more than the price you see. We'll even include sales tax on every special order. Don't let tax time stress you out. Come to Moss Holders and enjoy our tax included event. That's only at Moss Holders now through April 16th. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Time is speeding away, and tax time is just around the corner. But don't worry, Cloud Peak Accounting is there to help. 
They've made your tax experience easier by streamlining their process with new technology and procedures to give you a faster turnaround time for your taxes and therefore less stress for you. Let Cloud Peak Accounting show you how fast it can be to get your taxes done. After all, sometimes speed matters. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and Sherry. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sharon and Honda. Tommy, hi. It's officially spring, which means we're cleaning our cars more often. But are you paying attention to the quality of air inside your car? No. What do I need to do? Well, you got to change your air filter, Tommy. Get the pollutants and dust out of your cab and replace it with fresh filtered air. Does Sheridan Honda do that? Of course. Yes, we service all makes and models. And for the month of April, we are offering a 50% discount on all cabin air filters. So give us a call or just stop in and see us. Great advice, Candace. Get your vehicle summer ready at Sheridan Honda. We hate unnecessary fees. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we offer local cash management services to save you time and money. We're here to help local businesses succeed, not make money from fees. Costs are on the rise, and just like shopping for insurance, your current cash management services could use a review. Contact Kim Wells and learn how First Federal's business products and services benefit you. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Join Pass Creek Angus Ranch for their 48th annual production bull sale, April 13th at 1 p.m. at the ranch. Selling 40 yearling bulls, 20 coming two-year bulls, and 20 head of fall bulls. With 62 years in the Angus business, Pass Creek Angus Ranch knows what bulls will work for your herd and your area. Pass Creek Angus Ranch, one mile south of Wyola, Montana. Visit PassCreekAngus.com for more information and to see the sale catalog. Broadcasting from the Jill Bates Invest Team Studio, brokered by EXP. K-R-O-B. 